2: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney II, and the rest of the Steelers front office. As they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond, and a roster that will compete for a seventh Lombardi trophy. And so this week, uh, we're starting to get closer to the actual preseason games now. I think Steelers fans are hungry. Can you believe that we're going to get football back? Um, pretty exciting from that perspective. It's been a really long offseason. Uh, you know, this is, I think, Mark and I are going to go into having two full seasons under our belt for the Steelers Touch Down Under shows. Um, this is the full second season of Steelers War Room this show. So really excited to bring you each week the rookie comparisons um, and the rookie report, if you like, about how Steelers rookies rookies are going based on their previous performance um, and looking ahead to the rookies that the Steelers will face the following week, along with the college previews that we start from week one of the season Um, in terms of those players that will be eligible for the upcoming draft. So really excited to bring all that content. But um, it, it is, as I say, it's a long off season, even with things like free agency, every everything through the draft process. Then you've got the reviewing of all the Steelers draft picks that I do. Then it's looking at the draft picks of all the AFC North, um, you know, and then everything in between that might come up. So, you know, it, it may seem easy. Um, sometimes from all of us at behind the steel curtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers um, and how we put together podcasts, but it's not easy to try and take a different tact. And there is some of our shows that can be similar and some of them are different, but, um, today's show, we're gonna cover off uh, as the title would suggest, a few, I guess, sort of camp and preseason game battles. Um, and I've likened that analogy to having a title fight um and some undercard matchups as well. And so in part one of today's show, I'm gonna focus around uh, at to try to get through the undercard and title fight for the offense, see how close we can get with the defense. Because one of the title fights, or the their title fight, I think that's sitting there on the defense right now. Um, we're going to cover a bit more in that uh, and other players that might not be on the Steelers roster that might be available. And some of you might have a a hint of who that is. So let's let's kick off with that offense. As I said, um, the depth chart right now, the Steelers have listed an initial depth chart for the season. So I've based these title fights around that. But not just that, I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin talked about the fact that he had that, you know, and the Steelers are pretty upfront that they had to submit a depth chart a um, first jet chart to start the season. Uh, like, well, this to the start the head of the preseason games. And, you know, they've kind of said either or at some really interesting or key positions. So that's kind of what this leads into, but they're also realistic battles um, that I think exist. I mean, you're not going to sit there and say Chaz greens, you know, really going to be the left tackle over Dan Moore jr. Maybe you might, but I think you he would have heard more out of camp by now. So, First things first, I've left wide receiver out. I think wide receiver is going to sort itself out. I think the depth pieces are really where you're going to see battles. Um, you know, guys like Gunnar Osheski, um, what roles Calvin Austin, the 3rd going to take? Are they going to work? Is he a process of working his way into the roster? Cody White's apparently had a good camp, but, you know, you've got Anthony Miller ahead of him. Um, Steven Sims is someone with experience. And then have you got guys like Pickens, Claypool, Boykin, um, Deontay Johnson, who are all sitting there as well. You know, it's also difficult if you look at the depth chart right now because Anthony Miller is listed in one area of wide receiver as third on the depth chart and one area of wide receiver as second. Now, if you look at that, it could be that they're basing the first wide receiver on their list as someone um, that's going to more run routes and do that sort of thing. So, again, it you know, I mean, they're all going to run routes, but, you know, he's going to be the the primary route runner, you know, short drag routes, all that sort of stuff that Deontay Johnson does really well. So we're going to leave that one out. And the other one we're going to leave out is Tackle, because I think Dan Moore is the is the choice there. He's got first right of passage, and so does Chooks, given the contract they signed him with. I'm interested in Jake Dixon and Jordan Tucker. Um, one of those guys is out of – I think it's Dixon – is the one that's out of um, North Carolina who protected for Sam Howell and I think did actually a decent job. Um, so that's quite interesting. Again, leaving him off that list. So you're saying I've left out wide receiver, I've left out tackle. Who is on this undercard and who is this title fight um, for the Steelers offense? So if we go right down to the bottom of the the first fight of the night, um, you know that entry level fight, not many people are going to be in the stadium yet. It's probably Master Teague, Mateo Durant, and actually Jalen Warren, I think, at this stage. Um, and it's that battle for that fourth running back spot now that Jeremy Nichols is on IR. Interesting the Steelers are going to get to keep him ahead of next year too, which is quite cool um, for a camp battle next year. Um, And it's interesting with Benny Snell as well because he'll be, this is his final year of his contract. So that's that that entry-level undercard fight. I think you've got there Matteo Durant, Master Teague, um, and Jalen Warren. The next sort of, as you progress in terms of the title, you know, the fights of the night, is Connor Haywood versus Kevin Rader. So this is for that third tight end position. Now, I personally think Connor Haywood's got the inside running, particularly if we look at where the running back position is sitting right now. I could see them listing him as the fourth running back, third, um, you know, the fourth running back and the third tight end with Kevin Rader listed as a third tight end for blocking. Um, but right now he's listed ahead of Rader on the list, I think he's got more upside and benefit to this overall Steelers offense than Kevin Rader. Um, Kevin Rader, though, I think is someone you really want to keep on the practice squad. He knows how to block. I like Jay Sternberger as well. I've been pretty vocal about that on this and other podcasts. Um, but I think he's going to have to find his way in through like, unfortunately, an injury to someone like a Zach Gentry. And he's a really good replacement for like a Pat Freemuth. So if you had, if you could keep Rader and Sternberger on your roster on the practice squad, um, you know, if, if you had an injury or let's say a concussion, I mean, Pat Freemuth has had them. I don't mean to talk about it and put the Mickey on him. Um, but you know, if, if, if Pat Freemuth was to get one, you bring in Jay Sternberger for him. He's more like for like. He's more of that big receiving, um, sort of tight end. Obviously not as big as Zach Gentry, but Zach Gentry is, you know, starting to make his money or earn, um, his keep by, by doing a little blocking. And so. Then the second fight, so this is the preview, the penultimate fight before the title fight. I've got Mason Cole, Kevin Dotson, and Kendrick Green. Because now it would have been, I kind of sat there and thought, oh, do I do JC House somehow with the finish he had to the season last year? But I think it's it's interesting. If Kevin Dotson has a standout preseason and standout early season, I think he's obviously got the inside running at that left guard. We saw what a more he could be when fit in 2020. If that's the case, then suddenly I think you've got this competition with Mason Cole. But something that I've talked about on Touchdown Under, I think I might have previously covered it on Warroom briefly and that I have covered on another show and I've certainly mentioned on Slack channel, is the importance, particularly if, if Pickett comes in at any point, the importance of having an experienced center um, you know, for a quarterback that doesn't have as much experience, that's not a veteran. And so if Kendrick Green has an outstanding preseason, you might see Mason Cole being the second center and James Daniels move to center. Now I heard, I've heard i heard things out of training camp when people say, oh, he doesn't want to play that or he had trouble snapping the ball and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he's got a bit more experience in some ways than Kendrick Green. He's got NFL experience. However, that's not what I think will happen. I'm saying it is a possibility. I think James Daniels is going to solidify right guard for the Steelers um and, and this is why I think this title fight's there and a lot of people are counting Green out. Um, you know, and that's why it's a title fight really for Kevin Dotson. But you could see Kendrick Green sort of tap out of the ring and end up in a, you know, a, a fight with Mason Cole on the sidelines. It's a bit like wrestling when they end up fighting with a with an umpire, you know, with a judge or, you know, someone else, you know, that's just standing there in the crowd watching. Um so yeah, that's that that's that undercard part. Sort of covered off on the offensive side of the football, and then obviously the title fight is the landmark position, the marquee position on the offense, and that's a quarterback. I think this is a Mitch Trubisky Mason Rudolph title fight. Um, I don't even think you've got a battle, obviously, between Chris Oladokun and Kenny Pickett. Um, but what would be interesting to see is, is is this title fight? Is one of these contenders wearing a mask? Is really the is it really Kenny Pickett? who's straight out in camp and they're listing him as third because he's not necessarily how you'd want to start the season. Is Mason Rudolph being hyped up so that you can trade him? I I don't think so. I think they want to sit there within this season in case something happens to Bisky, particularly in your first four to six weeks. I talked about that scenario. I think it was two weeks ago on Steelers Touch Down Under with Marky D that goes live on a Friday night on YouTube um, and then comes on podcast side. I think it's Sunday US time. Um, But this the, the... I guess the outcome of this title fight is really dependent around who's actually the one in battle right now. Now, the latest report I saw, um, you know, in my time today, I recalled this Wednesday night. It comes to you guys live on Wednesday afternoon um, in in the U.S. You know, so the end of Tuesday for you, I'd seen that Mitch Trubisky had been looking better, you know, overall it was probably his job to lose right now. Fine, but we just don't know. And I think the Steelers are going to keep us guessing on this. They're going to keep their options open. You're going to see language from, you know, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, um, you know, maybe even Art Rooney II, definitely Matt Canada around not overly committing to one of these quarterbacks. I think you're going to see very open language there until we're 10 weeks into the season, we're through the bye. We know how the Steelers' record is sitting because – you just don't know how it's going to pan out. As we've talked about the off season, Mitch Trubisky's got the most proven resume. Mason Rudolph's got the most experience with the Steelers offense. And Kenny Pickett, um, you know, is a number one draft, you know, first round draft pick. He's done a lot at the college level, you know, gone to the ACC title game, um, you know, was the most pro ready, you know, quarterback. And just because he was the most quarter, pro ready, and just because the Steelers have Trubisky and Rudolph doesn't mean, I'm going to say this again, I can't move away back there, but, I've seen this hype this week. Of, should, should the Steelers have picked him? Couldn't they have just picked, um, you know, Malik Willis, like you know the t- t- Titans did in the third round? They could have got him in the second round. No, they picked Pickett. They want to develop Pickett. They want Pickett time to learn the offense. Um, you know, if Mitch Trubisky is someone that's taken a team to the playoffs, it's guy that learned behind Josh Allen. If Mason Rudolph who sat there for three years, if those guys haven't been capable of picking up the offense right now, why the heck would you throw Kenny Pickett in there? But That's this title fight, and it's up to Kenny Pickett. Can he knock out, can he do a knockout blow to some experienced fighters? Can he win, you know, as an amateur? Can he win a pro bout, you know, to continue the analogy? That's what's interesting to see. Then you've got this outside contender in Chris Oladokun who's not necessarily contending, but he's that potentially that warm-up fight um, for all these guys in terms of being that scout quarterback when they play Lamar twice a year. Um, So kind of some interesting things, and I'm interested to see where how they use Crisella Dokun um, in the preseason as well. Um, I think that's going to be interesting when they give someone a rest in, in week two or week three. But then it's hard to see who they're going to give rest to as well with this battle going on and the fact that you have the bye week. So with that, we're going to take a break on Steelers War Room. Joining me for part two, I'm going to talk about the defense, the undercard, the title fight. And we're going to go delve a bit deeper into particularly one of those positions um, where I think it's probably... The title fight for a lot of people in their minds, um, but I'm, and there's even a surprise on the undercard that I don't think you most most still fans are quite thinking about right now. Um, and if you are, I hope you enjoy what I've got to say about it. Step
0: into the world of power loyalty
1: Like a bird in the night waiting
2: for the and we're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matty Peverell, the host of the show that likes putting you in the minds of, you know, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, uh, and I the the second and the rest of Steelers front office as they look to put together a winning roster in 2020. 20- 22 and beyond. So I don't think defensive tackle, Um, you know, the starter is clearly Cameron Hayward. The nose tackle is clearly going to be Aluwalu or, or even Adams, depending on how Aluwalu is to start the season. You know, Joby and Wormley are going to be there. And, you know, the rest is a really interesting situation. So I think, We'll, let's look at defensive tackle probably. Now, I think Isaiah milk, he's listed there second on the depth chart. He's going to be somewhere second, third on that depth chart, depending on what they, why they're going to label Montrevis Adams. So there's kind of a tag team title fight right now between Doug Costin, Khalil Davis, Henry Mondo, and Carlos Davis. Now, I kind of think it's Khalil versus Costin and Mondo versus Carlos. So you've got this tag team. You've got Bash brothers in the Davis brothers. And then you've got Doug Costin and Henry Mondo. And Henry Mondo's done things on special teams. He's a favorite of, you know, Jeffrey Benedict's going to the year as this third um, or fourth um, defensive tackle. But they asked him to do more than what they should have. Um, this is the battle. And this is a battle for roster spots. This is four guys probably battling for one roster spot. Um, so this tag team... It's not only going to just be a tag team fight, but you're going to have to see one of these teammates turn on each other. I mean, this is classic um, wrestling sort of style fighting. Um, so, you know, which one of these big boppers, if you like, are going to wrestle a position away on the Steelers roster? There's probably two of these guys might even sit on the practice squads. So, there's something to be gained even for the losers. Um, but of uh, this battle, because uh, I think they'll keep obviously Hayward, Lautermilk, Aloalo, Adams. You know, you're keeping Ogan, Joby, Wormley, Liao, that's seven, right? And you might keep an eighth um there overall with this defensive line, depending on how it's working. Um, particularly if someone gets put on, you know, an IR once the season starts or a pop list or something like that. Um, maybe it's these four guys are fighting out for only one practice squad spot. It's hard to say, but there's definitely for the stakes might be a little bit hazy. But there's definitely a tag team title fight that's going to turn. See a teammate turn on his, in his other one um, to sort out who's going to be a depth piece at the defensive tackle slash nose tackle position. I also think you've got a challenger, a guy that's putting hopefully putting out a challenge to another bloke for a fight on the undercard. Yet to see whether this is going to be received, but that's Chris Wormley. Um, and DeMarvin Liao, I think DeMarvin Liao is this challenger, hopefully putting out this to Chris Wormley. Again, it depends on what the outcome of the the, the Bash Brothers um, tag team, you know, wrestle match, uh, you know, the outcome of that. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping DeMarvin Liao is issuing the challenges and putting Chris Wormley, um, you know, in, in his, trying to put Chris Wormley in his place. Then another undercard, which is probably my starter undercard of the night. If I was putting, I was creating an undercard on the defense, um, you know, unlike the four that we had, uh, on the, um, offensive side of, you know, this is a deeper undercard with probably six different fights. So I'll talk you through two of them right now is the outside linebacker position with the third rotational outside linebacker in Janard Avery and Tutska, Derek or Derek Tutska. Um, now they like Tuxka. They liked him better than what a lot of Steelers fans do. I really like Janard Avery. I like that he can play inside and out. I think that's something that people are overlooking. And given Ulysses Gilbert the third's injuries, and we, we're not sure what we got from Buddy Johnson and the fact that I just don't see Marcus Allen as an inside linebacker for the Steelers with his size. And I don't think he's quick enough for what they actually need. They've got bigger guys that can, you know, ha- play that, you know, Vin- Vince Vitovici, um, Williams inside linebacker role, middle linebacker, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I think there's a real fight here between Tutsker and Avery, and I think Tutsker a- adds more to the doesn't add as much to the roster, sorry, as Janard Avery. And so you know, I think. It, but if he can beat out a guy like Janard Avery and can he show a step up in year two versus year one, that's what I'm looking for out of this undercard. He doesn't necessarily have to uh win on a knockout, but can he win? Um, on points. I think that's going to be an interesting thing if I'm the Steelers and looking at that. Now, you then as you progress up the list, so we've sort of had, this is all that big undercard. You might rank those in different tiers. We're going to rank into the title fight here. Um, And we're going to talk about a fight that I don't think many people are thinking about right now. And that's Kazee, Demonte Kazee versus Cam Sutton. Now, you might think, hang on, what about Trey Norwood? I think because, you know, he's played different roles at cornerback and and, and free safety. I think, well, Trey Norwood, they'll ask him to do a lot of the same what he did last year and a little bit more in the slot. But Cam Sutton can play different roles at safe, you know, different parts of the safety position depending on the role. And Kazee can play stuff at cornerback, particularly in the slot. So these guys, to me, have this battle that we don't, I think we are overlooking. I think preseason is going to be interesting to see this. Now, I don't think certainly you're going to see it in week one, perhaps, um, or very limited because they're going to be looking at plays and train. They're going to want to get guys like Trey Norwood in there and a lot of experience. They're going to warm guys like Miles Killer up as well. Um, you know, Carl Joseph, maybe, but I think this sort of fourth cornerback, third cornerback, even, um, you know, sort of role third safety, third choice safety, Kazee and Sutton here could have a real battle on their hands. Um, so I find that really interesting. It would have been easy to talk about, you know, guys like Pierre and Lane and Chris Steele and Arthur Millett. Um But I think this Cameron Sutton-Kazee battle um, actually is bigger than what Steele's fans are giving it credit for um, right now. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Because that's an outside about, outside about that's kind of, you know, we've got through the other fights really quickly. We're throwing that fight in, bonus for all the fans in the stands. Um, You know, that's how we're sitting with Kazem Sutton. Now, you know, a lot of people might say, because cornerbacks are weaker position for the Steelers for some people. Now, I'm in that camp Um, that you would think that, well, no cornerbacks are probably the title fight between Levi Wallace and Keller With a Spoon. But I'm actually going that is the undercard as well. I'm going Levi Wallace. A killer with a spoon is this is the one that gets the pe- crowd pumping? Um, you know, this is one that's almost worthy of the title fight. Which one of these guys is going to be number one? Is it going to be a Kello from the outside stuff? Is it only Levi Wallace as your overall shutdown quarterback for them, given he was ranked in the NFL's top 10 man coverage cornerbacks according to next gen stats going into this season? So, this that's a really interesting, you know, concept in itself. Um, we could have gone in death pieces, but no. We're going to warm everyone up with a title fight. Sorry, a undercard fight uh, between Levi Wallace and Akello Witherspoon. It's kind of a national title versus a world title. So it's pretty clear probably what position I'm talking about here for the title fight. This is for inside linebacker. And right now it's Devin Bush and Robert Spillane, and it's dominating Steelers' headlines right now. And the spanner in the mix is Roquan Smith. Of the Bears who was drafted the year before Devin Bush in 2018. Is put in, you know, and he's putting in a trade request, and so that got me thinking: Would the Steelers actually go trade for raquan Smith? Because I don't believe in giving up on Devin Bush. I believe in if you're going to bring him in, you're you're bringing him in and maybe Spillane's your fourth linebacker. Imagine Spillane being fourth linebacker or what depth? But I, I'm i bringing Rokon Smith in because I've only got Miles Jack on a two year deal right? I'm bringing Recon Smith in, you know, because I want to let Devin Bush heal. I want to do it at the right time. I don't want to rely on him, not trusting his knee, but I'm not doing it for Devin Bush. And I'll explain why as well, because when I went to look at the numbers behind this, it was kind of backed up. People might say, well, hang on, no, the, you know, Chicago will want something, you know, in return. Well, we just talked about a lot of depth at, in, you know, nose tackle and defensive tackle. We've talked a bit about depth at wide receiver as well. Um, you know, you could trade a Sutton or a Kazin. Now, I don't think they will. I think the deal with Sutton's not really; it's not going to work like that. Um, but they do have, you know, there are options there. There's there's draft picks as well. Um, there's a Mason Rudolph potentially. Like, you know, imagine, you know, what, you know, they've said that, um, Justin Fields has made the biggest leap. Uh, you know that some some journalists have ever seen going into year two, um, but you know when you look at it, they're gonna need a they're gonna need a quarterback to step up um, and be there as their as their backup quarterback, right? Like that's just a reality of it. And Mason Rudolph's there, and right now they've got Trevor, Trevor Simeon. I was just trying to pull it up while I was talking through there, and Nathan Peterman. I mean, Mason Rudolph's better than that. And I think if Steel's fans were able to trade Mason Rudolph in a mid-round to low-round draft pick for Roquan Smith, I think it would be, you know, cheering. I think Steel fans would be cheering. Um, and imagine the depth that we'd have at inside linebacker position as well. I think that would be a really interesting um, situation uh, for the Steelers. I think it would be interesting to see how how we'd make that work within the team as well. Um, you know, what do you do with Devin Bush at that point in time as well. Like that would be a really interesting sort of discussion that the Steelers would have to have. I mean, particularly this is the last year of Roquan Smith's contract too. So if it doesn't work, you can get rid of him. If it does work, um, you know, then great. He would be hit to the cap. Um, But at the same time, if he doesn't work, then you get rid of him after a year. So to me, that trade makes sense. And maybe that's the trade we're getting warmed up to. Uh, maybe another team will offer something more. I mean, inside linebacker, middle linebacker is an important position. I mean, you're talking about Roquan Smith, um has only allowed a, a high completion rate of 73%, sorry, of 73.2. Um, you know, he's had five interceptions in uh in just four years of playing. Um, he's had 14 sacks, he's had over 32 pressures. He's missed the less, every season he's missed less than 7% of his tackles apart from his rookie year where he missed 9.7. Quarterback hurries. He's got 15 to his, sorry, he's got, yeah, 15 to his name. Quarterback knockdowns three. So Rockman Smith's a guy that can bring something to this um, Steelers defense. So, you know, maybe that's something they consider. But, you know, and When you also look at him compared to, so I basically was able to compare Devin Bush, Rashawn Evans of the Titans, who was drafted in the same year as Roquan Smith, which is interesting because Devin Bush was drafted four spots after Devin White. Um, So I compared Devin Bush, Rashawn Evans, Miles Jack, Roquan Smith, Robert Spillane, Devin White. Now, the earliest, one of the most experienced is Miles Jack. He was drafted in 2016. Spillane, 2018. Roquan Smith, 2018. Rashawn Evans, 2018. Uh, but then you've got Devin White and Devin Bush in 2019. Now, in terms of AV, who I like to talk about sports references or pro football references, AV score. Um, Devin Bush is, is fourth there with 18. Miles Jackson is actually 17 and Robin Spillane is eight. Rashawn Evans is 22. Roquan Smith, 32. Devin White, 33. So Rokon Smith's second highest in AV. Now, in terms of games played, Miles Jack 40, Rashawn Evans 44, Roquan Smith 45, Devin White 45, um, Robert Spillane 34. So Devin Bush has played a, like almost the most game like or, or apart from Devin White, who was in the Super Bowl team, he's played a lot of games compared to the other guys as well. So that's something to factor in. I mean 2019 to 2021. And considering he was out injured for most of the season, um, that's one thing you gotta say. So he's he's still played a lot of games and has a higher A V. If you looked at A V per game, He's right up there at almost, you know, two to one. Um, same with Rashawn Evans. I mean, Devin White and Roquan Smith are ahead of that, but they, you know, they've played, and it's particularly like Roquan Smith has played a lot um, because of how much the offense has been off the field. Um, for Chicago, so he's had a chance to make an impact. In terms of quarterback hits, um, Devin Bush is fourth on the list out of these six um, behind White, Smith, and Evans, and they fall literally in the same order that they do in terms of A.V., Tackles for a loss. Devin Bush is fifth behind Miles Jack with 11. Miles Jack has 12. Rashawn Evans has 13. Roquan Smith has 35. That's a clear leader, eight ahead of Devin White. In terms of sacks, Devin White, 15. Roquan Smith, nine. Devin Bush, four. Rashawn Evans, three. Roberts Blaine, two. Miles Jack, one and a half. So Roquan Smith has played next year in the league. He, wasn't, he hasn't had the same, you know, being out for the same amount of injury time as Devin Bush. Um, has double the sacks, so that's quite interesting. Force fumbles, Devin Bush, two, Devin White, four, Roquan Smith, Rashawn Evans, Miles Jack all have one, Robert Spillane none. Fumble recoveries, Devin Bush, five, Devin White, six, Rashawn Evans, three, Miles Jack, two, Roquan Smith, one. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, interceptions, four for Roquan Smith, two for Devin Bush, Rashawn Evans and Miles Jack each have two, Devin White and Robert Spillane have one each. So you know, Roquan Smith basically what we're saying there is he might not have as many fumble recoveries, but he would add sacks, he would add interceptions. That would improve the Steelers' defense. If you look at per game since 2019, Devin White averages 0.3 sacks per game, Roquan Smith 0.2, Devin Bush and R- Rashad Evans, and Roberts Blaine 0.1. Force fumbles, there's only two players, Devin White and Devin Bush 0.1 force fumbles per game um since 2019 if you look at uh fumble recoveries it's 0.1 for Miles Jack Shine Evans, Devin Bush Devin White uh interceptions per game Devin Bush Rocon Smith Miles Jack all have a 0.1 um and if you look at s- tackles so solo per game 3. so 5.8 for Rocon Smith 5.4 for Devin White Miles um, Jack has 4.4. Rashawn Evans and Devin Bush have 3.7 each. Robert Spillane 2.2. Assisted tackles—they're um, high for Roquan Smith with 3.2. So that basically gives him, um, you know, average tackles per game of literally um, nine, which is pretty incredible average um, there. But again, as I said, they played a lot on the field. Miles Jack has one of seven point seven point. Uh, three again. Jags defense was on the field a lot. Devin White um has an average of eight um combined. Rashawn Evans has an average of uh, seven combined, and Devin Bush has an average of uh just under six, so five point nine combined. But you got to count the injuries. You got to count he had a rookie year where he played the most. Um, you've also which, you know, wasn't necessarily huge, and you've got to count, you know, shyness on that knee last year, which yes, that's on him, but that is what it is. And Robert Spillane's a clear last. In terms of playoffs, Devin Bush has played one game, Rashawn Evans four, Robert Spillane two, Devin White five. Rocorn Smith hasn't made the playoffs since he's in the league, so that's hard to compare. So by stats, it's clear Rocorn Smith would definitely bring something to this Steelers team. But would the Steelers actually trade for him? So I looked back at the trade finder with Stat Football Head. That's part of Pro Football Reference. It's part of the subscription service that I have with them, And it goes back, trades back to 1994. So I can tell you that the Steelers have only made one trade for a linebacker since 1994. Do you know who that player was? Hmm. It was Avery Williamson, or a seven, which they traded a fifth-round pick Um, which was subsequently traded and uh, the team acquired Kyle Phillips. Um, But the Steelers received the 2022 uh, seventh round pick and Avery Williamson. That seventh round pick turned out to be Mark Robinson of all people. So the Steelers ended up requiring two linebackers in a way um, with that trade. Um, But Avery Williamson was decent for us, didn't do, was great. You know, people have lofty expectations. I was hopeful for him. Um, Wasn't as bad as some people made out, um, you know, and and sort of moved on since then. Um, But that's the only player, that's the only linebacker they've traded for since 1994, right? Which is almost 30 years. It's 28 years now. Um, So it's it's pretty incredible. If you look at the trade's weight, so would we trade Devin Bush away for Roquan Smith? We've only traded two linebackers in our time. Um, we traded Steve Conley in 1998 to the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts for a fifth-round player um, in 1999. And we picked 136 overall, Jerame Tooman. Um, he played a couple of years for Steelers, I think it was. And then we trade Adrian Robinson in 2013 to the Philadelphia Eagles for the running back, Felix Jones. Um, so really the Steelers don't have a comprehensive history in trading for this position. Now the Steelers have an advanced defense, they have a 3-4 defense, they've had a lot of stability in the defense, probably makes a lot of sense. Um, so when you look at this and you look at that title fight between Bush and Spillane that we've sort of been mocked right now, and Bush has apparently had a really good camp, that's something I haven't mentioned yet, and I'm really hopeful for him. I'm just not sure you're going to see a a linebacker for linebacker trade. And I don't think you should either. If I'm thinking from a war room perspective, if I'm thinking from a Steelers roster building perspective, I'm thinking, how do I improve my team in this room? A a, a room that struggled last year behind a poor defensive line, a room they had a lot of criticism. Got to hedge my bets. If I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on a trade, I'm not getting rid of Devin Bush with a year on his rookie deal. No way. I mean, to be able to have Spillane there, as I said, as that fourth running back, uh, sorry, fourth in, middle linebacker, inside linebacker option, that's incredible. But these are all things Steelers going to have to think about over the coming weeks. By the time this goes here, yeah, maybe someone else has traded for Roquan Smith. Maybe he's pulled it back. Maybe the Chicago Bears have offered him a massive new deal. It's hard to say. But I just want to put in context how realistic that was and what the impact would be um, on that current defensive title fight. That exists for a roster spot on the defense. So with that, that wraps up this week's Steelers Warham. I'm Matt Peveril. And as always, go Steelers.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash.